Town by Thornton Wilder. The play starts off May 7th, 1901 in Grover's Corners, New Hampshire. You want to think about, I asked this in class, to think about New Hampshire. Think about what it represents historically and also in present day America. What is its role in the United States? What are its hallmarks? What stands out about New Hampshire? We talked about this in class, the idea that what is de depicted early on in Our Town, Act One, seems very much out of a Norman Rockwell painting. The small snapshot of American life defining itself in this uniform sameness that on one hand looks very appetizing, in many ways very attractive. The sleepy town that does not change slowly evolves, doesn't seem to be impacted by the comings and goings of different fads. It's a slow burn. Things take their time there. Nothing seems to be reactionary. The stage manager, which is our guide throughout this entire text, who can interact with both the audience, the fake audience, the real audience, as well as the characters themselves, while giving us a historical perspective, points out very quickly that the railway, the variety of churches, the factory, the schools, the grocery store, the drugstore, the town hall, the jail in the town hall, are all the places that we would consider to be essential to a town, but are ultimately defining the lives of the citizens within it. There's a simpleness that is driving this play that many people sometimes wish would return, even though what is being presented may never have actually existed. It's a level of idealism, which we talked about in class, that is almost uncomfortable at times. The uniformed behavior of the characters, the fact that the cemetery is full of Characters with their people who have passed, who have the same last name over and over again for generations. And while there's value in those traditions, we have to consider the fact that the fact that these, these are people that have not moved to new places, have not moved on, have not explored, which maybe we're taking a lot for granted there. Maybe we're assuming too much. But the fact that there is a an element of, stand, of standing still, something that's not exactly movable, and that the element of sameness is also present here. We're talking about a community that seems very much uniformed and homogeneous. There seems to be not a lot of diversity in anything except for the choice of religion. So we are slow to call this an ideal American society. Instead, we focus in class on calling this a snapshot of one way of American life. One that presents this idea of the place being unremarkable. So if it's a society that is unremarkable, is that doing it a disservice? Is that actually what this is? We have to ask ourselves in the fact that it is so orderly, 
in that while many people desire more, that the town themselves, in the way it is designed, doesn't allow freedom of pure choice? Or is it limiting in a wider variety of ways? The point that it's everybody in the town needs to know facts about everyone else speaks to the idea that there is a level of nosiness there, obviously, but also that this is a community that is tight-knit, that doesn't want outsiders or loners. They, you're either in the community or don't live there. So when it covers the points about the teacher quitting the job after she gets married, the young man who's got a bright academic future who ends up dying in World War I, or Dr. Gibbs being overworked, or even his wife having dreams of travel, or their daughter Rebecca having a love of money, all of these little anecdotes, while seemingly meaningless, are essential to understanding the lives of the citizens in there. The different expectations for men and women, as well as showcasing what would both be the current, remember we're talking about 1901 current, and long-term goals and values of American society. We have an overworked doctor. We have a housewife dreaming of travel. You have the role of the military. We have a love of money. So by the time the stage manager gets to the point to explain this is a lower middle class, where there are some businessmen, but a lot of them are laborers working in the factory, that the people who on the, on the outskirt farms are early risers, the people in the, in the town are late to get up, that there's a sleepiness to it that there's a smallness to it. The fact that the news only comes twice a week speaks a lot to the pace of the society. And ultimately, the stage manager says it's ordinary and it's dull. And people don't really leave. And it's depicted, or excuse me, it's said by the character, Mr. Webb, that they're waiting for change. And that's an important little anecdote to say that they're waiting for change, not creating it themselves. By the time we get to the idea of culture, and remember when we talk about culture, we always talk about it as, a, as what is produced by society. We don't want to get sucked into this idea that culture is simply defined by what is exciting. Culture as we know it, in many ways, especially when we talk about this idea of love of beauty, has a lot to do with respect of what is created both by man and by nature. It's about what is valued, what is important, what people spend their time on, what people are willing to consider making a career out of or a hobby out of. We have to think about all those aspects. So this is not a town that's ordinary, dull, and unremarkable. It's a town whose people live lives that just aren't jumping off the page, and that is on purpose. It's not by accident that Emily Gibbs is smart and talented academically, but is primarily worried about her looks. And that George struggles in school, but it doesn't seem to matter. 
he wants to play sports, he wants to work on a farm, even though his mother seems to do all his chores for him. And then his father rewards him for that by upping his weekly spend money, assuming that this will inspire him, that they're the financial gain and also the idea of respecting his mother will inspire him to take care of his job and duties around the home. And the stage manager points out that this is one place that represents so much. And I want us to consider that as we wrap this up here. We are analyzing a wide variety of American life throughout this semester. The different lives lived by the citizens of the United States of America. And while this one is not one that represents everyone, there is an aspect of this society that is present in all parts of American life. It might not be the way Thornton Wilder designed it, but as we look at a wide variety of the different lives lived by people throughout this nation, the different voices, I want us to come back to this town Grover's Corners in 1901 and think about what was presented. I know we covered what happened in Act 2 and Act 3 in class, but our main focus as part of this series we're doing was on Act 1. What is essential to the American experience is the question we're going to ask ourselves and what was depicted in this first act. We saw people struggling with what their place in this world should be based off their own expectations and the expectations set for by others and the town itself. What impact does geography have on a person's life? What impact does the design of a town and the opportunity or the lack of opportunity in a town have and ultimately what is remarkable about what is seemingly unremarkable. We'll end there.